Welcome to the Inspired Action Podcast. This is where we have motivational, inspiring conversations and interviews that we hope you'll enjoy listening to. If you're interested in creating more balance in your life, understanding your five element energetic nature, finding the path of greatest ease, or releasing the baggage of this lifetime and discovering ancient alchemy that can help you fly in your life, Join us and other inspired actioneers on this alchemical transformational journey. Welcome to the Inspired Action Podcast. My name is Jay and this is Pod 38. I'm here with my co-host, Lita Herman. Welcome back, Inspired Actioneers. Today we're going to continue our discussion on the nine palaces and we're going to try and take a bite out of the health palace Ah, today. that's a food reference. <laughs> Clever. I hope everyone is hungry for more. <laughs> you know, Lita, this is such a big palace in everyone's lives, the health palace, and there's so many factors to it. But I think we need to spend a few podcasts on this topic like we're doing, and let's break it down to even more bite-sized bits of information. Oh my God, you got to stop. <laughs> nah, we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. I got, think I got a few more left in me. <laughs> but I do agree that people love this palace and love to talk about food with us because we're foodies in case you haven't noticed yet in the podcast. And we have um, a very unique perspective on food. Yes. Very unique. And you know, my thoughts are always about nourishing the body. What do you put in? What is, you know, uh, the motivation? What is the determining factors of what you put in, whether it's water or food or supplements? You know, we've been doing this kind of food experiment for the past, I don't know, at least three, maybe four years now. We both lost a ton of weight. We found an awesome way that works for us, which is in alignment with Chinese medicine. And that's really important to Lita. The way we personally eat is called a a ketogenic diet. And I've learned that it's really not for everyone. Yeah, let's say that again. We're going to say that a few times. The keto diet, as everyone calls it, is not for everyone. Not for (laughs) everyone. And that said, you can do some things that are similar to the keto diet. And you can, if you're looking to lose weight, you could lose weight. Or if you're just doing it for health, it's a very healthy approach. But there are many healthy approaches to eating. And we're going to go over a lot of them today. Yeah, one of our favorites is called the slow carb diet. We're going to talk about that. And you know, when people ask me about keto, it's such a radical departure from the mainstream. In general, I don't really talk about it a lot. Um, A lot of people, it takes time to explain it to people. So I like to talk about clean eating. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So you have to kind of think about what are you putting in? Is it, you know, a clean version of the food that you actually want? So you have to kind of clean up your food act a little bit. (laughs) You're on a roll. (laughs) I like a hot dog girl. (laughs) Well, except you don't eat bread. Oh, yeah. So true. So true. <laughs> Not even a gluten-free hot dog roll. Right, right. No. I, well, listen, I want to encourage all the listeners that if they haven't heard the previous episode, number 37, go back and listen to that one. Because in that episode, I think we really set up this whole health palace really well. We identified the most important component to healthy, to living healthy. And that is... Drum roll, please. <laughs> <laughs> A healthy mindset. Yes, a healthy mindset. And to live a life that you are affirming that you are in perfect health. And so you can trust that all the decisions you're making every day about taking care of yourself, all of those decisions you can trust. You know, I like to say, trust in the moment that you'll make the right decision. I think I write that on my big whiteboard in the office at least once or twice a week with clients because it's so important. Yeah, and doubt is like the worst thing for your health. Yeah, doubt, that little word, but boy, it's big. 
So to live a life where you resonate with the choices you make is what we're really talking about. And that's why the health palace belongs to the wood element. You know, we haven't said this before yet, Jay. The wood element is is in charge of decision making. So living a healthy lifestyle really requires so many choices and decisions on a daily basis. Yeah, and I think, you know, we have the wood element with the the element of decision making, but we also have the water element, which is about trust. Oh, yeah, that's true. So if you have your water's kind of frozen, you can't really trust that you're going to make the right decision. So therefore, the wood element can't really shine and make those decisions. Right. So sometimes you can have some conflict there. And the most important thing we want to do is offer suggestions that are supportive and not going to trigger your mistrust. Absolutely. So it's exciting, you know, that each of us can kind of put forth good things we want to think about and not create doubt and fear, which triggers that water problem of not trusting. Yeah, then of course triggers the wood. So there you go. (laughs) There you go. Um, And then you might not like yourself and there you go to fire. Oh my goodness. And the metal. (laughs) Yes, yes. Boy, what a mess. (laughs) Yeah, so if if that means basically, if we're going to talk about organic food because that's something that resonates with us, that doesn't mean it resonates with you and you shouldn't uh, like feel, you should feel guilty if you're not eating organic. It's what works for you. You need to walk your own path in life. And that includes what you put in your body. So if you ask 10 people what to eat, guess what? You're going to get 10 different answers. You just need to find the trust that will make you be comfortable with that right decision that's good for you. That's awesome. I like that. So we already started this podcast, but we forgot to talk about all the fun things we're doing, Jay. (laughs) No, you mean we're not actually podcasting? Yes. Well, why don't you talk a little bit about the Facebook group? Yes. Well, if you are new to the podcast, there is a Facebook group. There's a Facebook page. And then from that page, you can get to the group and sign up. You can ask us questions. You can post a video of your walk if you're trying to figure out what element you are. It's a great way to interact. And you're always welcome also to send us questions at questions at inspiredactionpodcast.com. That's right. And if we use your question on the air, which we're going to do a big show after the Nine Palaces, we will send you a free Inspired Action t-shirt. And guess what? We're going to send it to anywhere in the world. Yeah. In any size that you want. That's cool. (laughs) So that's cool. So that's great. And then, you know, we just also have our app going on, the Inspired Action app. So if you want to talk about that a little bit. Well, we're really excited about that. That is an app that you can listen to the podcast. It's, It's sometimes a little easier to listen with our app than with some of the other apps out there. And also we are adding meditations to it every day. We have a bunch scheduled coming soon. So we're very excited. And there a lot more bonuses and stuff. Bonus surprises coming out. Yeah. And so we have uh, an option where you can get the premium content, which is some extra meditations that there are free meditations on there as well. So we have a lot more announcements coming up soon on that. So that's great. So just keep listening. And if you want to listen to listen to the podcast through our app it's free and it's called inspired action podcast great. and it's available on itunes and google play so, all right let's go conversation about healthy ideas healthy thoughts new habits perhaps yes yes and then you can go out and decide what's good for you and you know i i like to think about when you're trying to make changes you know what change is a place to start to make changes i know that sounds <laughs> funny but you have to change to make changes and think about it. If you're not eating the way you want, then you have to start to make changes and then the change will happen. Yeah. And, and you know, I want to start off by saying, you know, not everyone wants to think about their own nutrition too much. Like some of us just don't have any earth element in us and self-care is really rough. 
So, you know, if you're trying to live a good lifestyle, a healthy lifestyle, and you see something that resonates, you hear something today that resonates with you, but you're just not the kind of person who's going to cook a lot or think too much about it, you know, you could get a nutrition coach. Yeah, they're out there. They're also nutritional coaches backslash chef, personal chef. Yeah, and you could really, you could look for someone who shares the same ideas that you're interested in and that you resonate with. Yeah, and we're going to talk about that a little bit later on for your, maybe for your homework. But, you know, when I work with people, there's some people that are different. Everyone's in a different place in their life. You know, I have some people who this one person I'm thinking about, and I know they listen to the podcast, so I'm not going to go into too much details, but they have like a challenge to eat healthy. They don't really know what to do. They don't have a lot of earth in them, like you just said. Yeah, so e- last. <laughs> yeah, so even, yeah, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. So even like eating like a healthy bowl of cereal with some almond milk, maybe some fruit in it, it's even almost an too impossible much. task. Yeah, yeah. Too so much you to have manage. to be where you have to be and think about what are the simple strategies that even if you have to eat takeout because you don't cook or whatever, how's a healthy version of the takeout? And like we just said, a personal chef maybe, or there's a lot of companies now that can pre-make really healthy meals, so many options out there. It's really just amazing, actually, especially if you live in a bigger city. There's a lot of people out there that are really trying to help people make better choices, better food choices. I love that idea. I'm really lucky, personally. I don't mind cooking, and I can pretty much take any recipe and make it awesome, and I do it virtually every day, and I find that cooking my own food feels healthier than eating out. So I only eat out a few times a week, whereas before I ate out all the time due to lack of time to cook. But once I noticed that it was so much harder to get the clean food idea that we're talking about when eating out, then I was motivated to cook more. Again, that doesn't mean that you're going to be motivated to cook more. I have found restaurants that I think are in alignment with me, and those are the restaurants I frequent when I do go out. Well, you know, you touched on two things. One, when you cook yourself, guess what? You get to pick your own ingredients. Yeah, that's So you amazing. get to pick the freshest, the most organic, you know, things that are really what you, what you want in it. And so you don't have to ask people to take things out. And second, I think the big thing is time. You know, I, people tell me all the time, the biggest deterrent is time. You know, it gets blamed for bad food choices all the time. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I don't have enough time. You know, I, I wish I had more time if I had more time. It's always a big challenge, you know, but for today, let's talk about the, that you do have the time. You just, you want to get the passion going of clean eating and what that can really mean for you and in your family, in your life. I like that idea the passion because before I was eating out all the time, I didn't have a passion for cooking because I didn't really have a good reason. Yeah. And now I do have a passion for cooking because I really like to use clean ingredients yeah, and, and, and it, I, it inspired me to cook. There you go, there and you it go. inspired people to eat healthier. Yeah, and I, I think so when I talk to do, do talk to people about this kind of thing, they're like, "Just tell me what to do and what to get and where to get it, and I'll do it." Well, that's putting your fate in the hands of someone else. You need yeah. to figure this out for yourself. What do you like? What don't you like? What is easy? What do you have time to prepare? Yeah, if you have he, to spend all day Sunday making your meals and your snacks and your stuff for the whole week, then that's only a couple hours. So I want to go back to this phrase, clean eating, because I think... um, What does that mean for you? Right. What I love about that phrase is you could be vegetarian, 
You could be paleo. You could eat meat, not meat, eat meat. You can eat all kinds of vegan. different ways. Vegan. You could be pescatarian. Yeah. You and, can be and, anything you want Yeah. And you're just choosing to kind of pick the healthiest version of those diets. Yeah. And for me, the clean eating is at first, the first thing you got to think about is to minimize, but ideally eliminate all the processed foods that you're taking in. As in all, like A-L-L, no, you shouldn't really be eating processed foods because- like preservatives, right? Yeah, they just add so many things that they, you know, change the names or modify the names. And, you know, it's really hard to eat clean when you're eating processed foods. So that would mean switching to eating more healthy vegetables, healthy fruits, really try to get local meats that are not processed, but just simply clean and- maybe, you know, prepared from the local area. And for me, that includes, basically, I eat organic. I don't do any sweeteners, no funky oils. That's another big area. Yeah. All the different oils that things are added. No dyes, no additives. Just take the crap out that is not really needed. And then you can start down the healthier path. And your body will be much happier. And that means reading a lot of the ingredient labels. Oh, yeah, especially in the beginning. And I remember when I was starting on this this way of eating, I really wanted some almond milk, and I've been drinking it for years. But when I really looked at what was in it, it had a lot of stuff in it, like guar gum and all this stuff. And I was xanthan like, gum yeah. and thickeners and, and yeah. I was like, I, I just want almond milk. So um, I started making my own. It was really hard. Hats off to anyone doing it. And then, lo and behold, this this new product showed up at my grocery store, and it was just almond milk, just almonds. I was like, thank God. Plain so, and simple. Woohoo! Woohoo! That's what you want. And then you can make that decision, do I really want almond milk? Yes, and I was so relieved to not have to make that almond milk. Because when I spend time in the kitchen cooking, like I want to minimize that amount of time. I think I spend a lot, you know, in general. I mean, it takes me at least... An hour a day in the kitchen. Yeah. And, and again, we're back to that time. Yeah. You know, so let's talk so a little bit. almond milk was yeah. a little too much. I mean, I, I don't, I did it once and I'm like, oh, that was really cool. But do I want to do that once or twice a week? Mm-hmm. No. Or do you want to make like five gallons? No, yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of work. But I do think that it's, it tastes really good when you do it. And then there's the fact that each of us is very individual. And some of us, um, clean eating means eating, not eating things that other people can eat and be clean. So. Yeah, and so there's also the allergy thing. Right, there's like so many that's food what I'm getting al- at. So many yeah. food allergies, you know, some of the things that give up, when I, when people talk to me, they're like, I just cannot give up my bread no matter what. Look, I mean, look at Oprah. I'm not giving up my bread no matter what. Well, so you were like that. I was totally I like that. I never thought you would I was a gluten glutton for sure. <laughs> I just love to eat it. And, I, and also rice, I didn't think I would ever be able to give up rice, but boy, I don't even miss them. I yeah. don't miss it at all. And so let's talk about that. All right, let's talk about your corn story. Okay, so I I don't know. That doesn't really sound too interesting. (laughs) Let's lead his corn story. Does everyone have a corn story? (laughs) Yeah, maybe. All right, let's go with the corn story. (laughs) I never thought I was allergic to corn, and I think allergy is a strong word to use, but I used to love corn chips especially, and I probably ate them several times a week. And for, I don't know, maybe a few years way back, I was eating gluten-free and I thought I was doing really well, and I was eating corn chips a lot, like probably more than usual. Like really nice corn chips, yeah. right? Yeah. Like Fritos. Yeah, and then a while like back. Like Fritos or not like Fritos? Uh, no, just like uh, tortilla chips. Yeah, like really tortilla nice. Tortilla chips, yeah. yeah like, okay. 
So I had stopped eating them for quite some time. And after a few months, I went to this Mexican restaurant where they made their own corn chips. So, I mean, I had to eat those. Sure. <laughs> Why not? A couple ingredients. Yeah. They were handmade. Yeah. I sounds think amazing. I only had 20 corn chips, which is a very few for me. Is that like 20, like really 40? And I'm going to just say 20? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. So I take the number and double it. So, <laughs> Well, anyway, to my surprise, I felt horrible that night. And the next day, too, my tummy hurt. I noticed my belly was really bloated and swollen. It's like a crazy reaction my body had. And I wasn't sure if it was the corn. So I tried it again. I had to try it again. Sure, (laughs) of course. For research, right? Yeah, for research. (laughs) For the listeners. That's right. So you can actually have a corn story. (laughs) Right, right. What's a corn story without having to do it several times? That's right. Take it for so, the team. Yeah, I took it for the team. But but here's the thing. I It did turn out to be corn. And it wasn't like exaggerated enough that my entire life I never noticed it. But it cleared up some surprising things that I had never noticed before. One was that I've had, had a history of like gaining a lot of weight overnight and then weighing myself and going, why am I like eight pounds overweight? And I then, think so. a lot of women have that. And so I thought it was just that. But then I noticed it was from the corn. Ah, So it could be inflammation and maybe from the water retention of the salt or maybe it's the inflammation from the corn. I think it is. I think that I have a very subtle, like not big, big allergy, yeah. not enough for me to have really noticed before. And it's not like completely debil- debilitating, no, like some allergies all. are. Not but at all. Yeah, but it, I agree. But the bloating in my body is a sign that my body doesn't like it. And that's what we're talking about with clean eating. The A lot of these ingredients we listed are probably not great for pretty much everyone. But then there's also going to be ingredients that are just you know, troublesome for you, like a lot of people, it's gluten. Yeah. You know, for me, Definitely. not so much the gluten, it's more the corn. Yeah, for me, it's corn and wheat, the meaning yeah, the gluten, you have, you have dairy, more like a wheat sugar. Mm-hmm. I have a reaction, reaction to all of it. And, you know, for someone else, it might be something different. Like you just said, yeah. you know, I did a lot of food experiments. I took a lot of them for the team, right? Yes. <laughs> we all do. And then, you know, you figure it out. And after a while, you just... For me, I just made a choice and said, you know what? I think I'm done with this for now. I want to really give this a shot and give it a go. And boy, it's worked out really well. Never felt better. So let's do an overview of some strategies and ideas in general that people may want to consider. And, you know, if you feel like you're at a point in your life where you want to make some dietary changes, if not, you can just listen and see if there's anything interesting new for you. Wait, before you go any further, I just want to say the Health Palace is not just about food. Yeah, it's about you know a lot of different factors. It's your added. Your first thing you said was the mindset. That's for sure. Mindset. And the next podcast we're going to do uh, a section on sleep. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Sleep and, and nourishing the body. For me, when I talk about it, I like to talk about food, water, supplements. Meaning, what vitamins are you taking? Sleep. Sleep, for sure. Stress reduction, exercise, movement. Movement. Yeah. That's pretty much the whole program there (laughs) (laughs) that we have kind of created that we we live. So, yeah. So, it's a lot of things. But today, you know, it always comes up. It's always food first because that seems to be the most logical and the easiest step. I even have this theory that over the years, uh, many people who come to me for the first time sort of pursuing some kind of alternative medicine... Many of them have recently taken a look at their diet, and that's like the first part of sort of 
looking at a new healthy lifestyle. Yeah, and I, you know, for me, when I'm trying to make choices, I like to do a lot of research about different foods. I like to know what I'm going to eat. I like to know. I try to find out where it's from if you if I can do that, you know. But I realize like not everyone's really into that. They just want to be told what to do. But we'll put some of these in the show notes. Not all of them. We'll put links. Yeah, because yeah. I want you to really make those decisions for yourself and find that passion for yourself and that that's how you get inspired to make your own actions. But I think we can just kind of put those in the after the show notes, like you said. And how does that sound? That sounds great. And there's one more um, important concept I think we just need to touch on before we go into specifics is it's nutrients. Oh, yeah. Nutrient dense is what I like to say. Yeah. So remember the food pyramid when we were kids and they used to talk about it in school? Yeah, I remember seeing that on the big poster, the big triangle. Yeah. And a lot of food coaches and nutritionists out there still follow that philosophy. And I just looked it up today in preparation for this. And they did modify it somewhat. They um, now have vegetables being the highest category the wow. most that you're supposed to eat which what do you great. know what a concept right which that's perfect awesome. and but they still have grain cereals rice and pastas being the bulk of what you eat I, uh, I say you throw that right out of the pyramid yeah so you don't you don't need it as a human i mean if you're into it and you just whatever then fine but i think if you're trying to eat clean and you're trying to reduce allergens and you're trying to reduce reduce inflammation that's got to go go yeah. go go yeah and so The idea behind the latest research in nutrition might turn that pyramid on its head. Yeah, I say turn it right upside down and see what shakes out of it. Yeah, and so it's really nowadays we're calling this um, macros. So macros is the percentages of food that you're eating. It's pretty much the pyramid idea. It's just a different, uh, many people are reordering the pyramid or turning it upside down and maybe not eating like very few grains or and maybe do sprouted bit. if you had to, yeah. sprouted grains, sprouted oatmeal. I just saw that the other day. I was like, hmm, I don't eat that. But if I did, that's what I would probably have. And then you could also do your sprouted nuts and yeah. seeds and grains. So, yeah, that's definitely a healthier version. And the biggest controversy is how much fat and oils should we be eating? And there's no one source out there. No one agrees on anything. That's right. why we keep saying you got to have your own thoughts, your own brain. Right. you got to find out what resonates with you. And, you know, I think the nutrient-dense way, if you're going to eat healthy, you're going to eat clean, and you're not going to, like, eat a ton of food, you got to pick the ones of the most vitamins in the least amount of space. Yeah, so if you look on, uh, like, the Internet for nutrient-dense foods, you might be surprised, you know, Rice is actually not that nutrient-dense. No, and it doesn't break down in the body. You'd want to go with a quinoa, perhaps, and and that does break down. If you're like, I just can't live without that grain, try the quinoa. See if you can get it sprouted. Oats have more than rice. Yep, sprouted and try to... You know, keep it clean. Maybe yeah. find out where, if there's any made locally locally in your area. And if you're going to be eating food, do you really want to eat food that's completely devoid of any nutrients? Like a lot of junk food has yeah, nothing. Completely. Nothing in it. And so, like, or do you want to eat sardines? 
which is very high on the list of nutrient dense foods. I can't I'm laughing because I hate sardines. Yeah, but. They, they, but if I had to, like in an emergency, you yeah. know, a can of sardines would be like really super good choice. But you don't have to eat sardines. There are many other really nutrient dense foods. Uh, just for uh, the show, your favorites. Short list: kale, spinach, seaweed, liver, which is another one I just can't tolerate, but Ugh. it's supposed to be really good. Egg yolks, strawberries, raspberries, blueberries, almonds, salmon, shellfish. Um, many of the beans. My favorite is the. Um, the uh, black lentils. The beluga. The beluga So if you're doing lentils, slow carb, that's an excellent choice. They're almost like a superfood. They're so nutrient rich. Cauliflower, mushrooms, bok choy, you know, the list goes on and on. When you haven't even touched on like the superfoods like oh, acai, yeah. chlorella, spirulina, cacao. cacao, goji berry. That's a big one. Well, everyone needs a little more cacao, I that's think. Right. That's chocolate in case. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Put I mean, that and together. then they have like chaga, green tea, maca, turmeric, coconut oil. Although that's kind of been controversial lately, but I love it. I can't live without it. Yeah, and microgreens. Yeah, that's my favorite. I love that's a lot of nutrients packed in little packages. Yeah, and what's like ashwagandha? That's that one that that's a root in into now. That's yeah. a very good. They call that From Indian India. ginger. Right, right. Indian ginseng. Sorry, they call that Indian ginseng. Yes, I believe. Yes. Um, so I love so. that list. And whatever you're drawn to, it's about incorporating more of these highly nutritional foods into your diet. And it's especially important if, well, we're going to talk next about vegetarianism and vegan eating. And there are a lot of good uh, people out there that are talking about how to really nourish yourself if you're not eating meat. Yeah. And there's even keto people who do vegetarian. It's called Ketotarian. Yes. And there's a new <laughs> book out about that. But um, I think, you know, as you live through, go through the life and you mature through there's different chunks of time in your life when you do different things. Both Lita and I have been vegetarians. I was vegan for five years a long time ago, but, you know, we and resonate with... I vegetarian for at least 15 years. Yeah, we years. resonate yeah. with that in general. But, you know, if you feel like eating meat isn't right for you because of the impact on the animals or the planet or for being health, for being just overall healthier, then that's a good idea for you. You have that right. You have that choice. I like to talk with people about this decision because our culture right now just isn't set up that well for vegetarians. It makes it a little more difficult, especially to be a vegan. Yeah. But, you know, you can, there's a ton of meat substitutes. You just have to read the labels. They have the same level. It's not always great to just eat meat substitutes. And the same thing with the gluten. Gluten Gluten-free is not necessarily... Right, Even what gluten-free you want. Free substitutes. Could be worse. They can have tons of like potato starch in it, and you know all of these like substitute foods are sometimes like junk food. Really, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so you have to read the labels, and if there's something that you don't understand, look online. You'll get a definition. Or look at a vegetarian culture that has a history of vegetarianism, like a lot of Indian food. There's a large part of India that is mostly vegetarian, and so they have a lot of knowledge about how to eat these nutrients and different spices that are really like supplements. Yeah, they don't like rely the heavily on meat. Yeah. And so, they, so they've so they already figured out in, in the cultural cooking what's healthy for vegetarians. Yeah. And I think no matter what diet that you pick, your supplements are something you should look at because you can't eat everything to get all the nutrients. Right. So you can supplement a little bit. That's why it's called supplements. Right. Again, and pick healthy ones, though. They now have, you can go online and you can pick the dot, corn-free, gluten-free, no sugar added, you know, no non-GMO. And you can get the vitamins, the supplements, exactly what you're in alignment with. 
And we have a few people that we're going to put in the show notes that might be interesting for you to look at or read about in terms of vegetarianism and veganism. Full-carbism. Yeah. We're not going to go into Ketoism. huge details. <laughs> it's more like today is about a discussion of different ideas. Yeah. And you know what? You Asking yourself better questions. Yeah. Don't just go with that, oh, what do I want to eat? Right. Figure out Why? Right. Start to think, wow, why? And people might want to know, like for me, why I stopped being a vegetarian was I had started studying Chinese medicine. And in Chinese medicine, there's um, not necessarily a need to eat large quantities of meat. In fact, if you go to China, which I've done several times now, um, the vegetables are a huge part of the meal. And then there's a couple like small meat dishes. So the amount of meat uh, we eat in a, in the U.S. Um, is probably way more. And so it's, and there's usually one fish yeah, thing on the menu that's in true. China. That's true. And so, you know, we in Chinese medicine are thinking a lot about what are those nutrients that meat brings. And especially in Chinese medicine, it's for your blood. And so you can get those, um, those, at, you know, you can get that out of vegetables as well. And so for my vegetarian clients, I often recommend a product, which I'll put in the show notes called Floridex, which is basically all of the really great nutrients for your blood in a drink. I mean, you have to just read the label because they have different versions. Yes. There's some with sugar, some with more vegetables than fruits. There's different ones. So find one that works for yeah. you. That and I gets, don't promise that it tastes good. <laughs> yes, that gives you the nutrients that you're lacking in your other food. Yeah. And this is for people who might be slightly anemic or what we call blood deficient. And that means your tongue will be pale. You might feel cold. You might feel tired and weak all the time. This is a sign that if you're eating vegetarian, you're not getting the nutrients you need. And you should either see a Chinese medicine practitioner who could do something called moxibustion for you, which is great for blood deficiency. Maybe get herbs. Yeah, you can you can take Chinese herbs if you don't want to do the Floridex. And you could also add meat to your diet. And I know that's really difficult for a lot of vegetarians that feel very strongly about how they eat. So that's not necessary. But that is why I, in case you wanted to know, I decided to it was a very hard decision to give up my vegetarianism, and I decided there was enough local, very well, you know, raised meat in this area where I live, and so I felt like I could make that move for my health. But yeah, it, it's humane again, and sustainable, and yeah, all those great things. Yeah. So again, you have to make your own decisions on what you're in alignment. So, what are some other dietary ideas that we could talk about? So, we've been reading a lot about um, these days about eating healthy and paying more attention to how we feel when we eat. And so the the other thing we wanted to bring up was how do you feel after you're eating grains or sugar? And do you get tired and want to lie down? Or even dairy. I think that's the big three. Sometimes dairy, yeah. Sugar, grains, dairy. Yeah. And so I back in my 20s, I first noticed that I started getting sleepy after lunch at work. And I would go to lunch and eat a lot of like uh, fruit or sugar or grains. And I would literally just go back to the office and like my eyes. I think everybody who eats that kind of conventional (laughs) diet does that. They have that crash. Right. 
Well, not everyone. I, I do think there are more people who are more sensitive. And certainly as you get older, it can be more so. Yeah. Because I think children and young adults need carbohydrates in oh, their bodies definitely. to grow. And to have their brains firing. Yeah. It's and really when, important, actually. When they get older, they can decide how they want to eat. But yeah, you can't. You know, usually you don't put children on any kind of restrictions for that. But I do right, think that some sugar, plain maybe. sugar is not yeah, good, like not good. soda and candy. Oh, and, and that really reminds bad me of processed the magic pill. The yes. movie, the magic pill. Let's talk about that movie. There's yeah. two movies we want to talk about. Yeah, I had on my list the sugar movie. Yes, also really good and important. But the magic pill the talked magic about pill. children. Yes, and it wasn't saying that children shouldn't have any starches or carbohydrates. But what they did was they took away sugar and a lot of the like bread and rice and the the low nutrient um, dense. Uh, foods and put them more on like sweet potatoes and things like that in terms of carbohydrates. Maybe maple syrup was the sweetener. Yeah, like a paleo diet, you know, where there is an emphasis on less grains and less sugar and things like that. Yeah, I think it's important to uh, do a little research if you're really trying to make changes and see what fits you. But those two movies are entertaining, a little bit shocking, and very knowledgeable. And the Magic Pill movie has... Uh, I've I've mentioned to a bunch of people and even in some cases has inspired people who are vegetarian to eat a little bit of meat. So beware if you're vegetarian, you uh, might get swayed. The sugar movie was just astonishing. It's about a guy who eats the daily or the daily average he starts sugar. in Australia and then he comes yeah. to the U.S. And it's shocking. It, it, it It's really a fantastic movie. I, I'm pretty certain that one Jamba Juice is your whole day. The whole day's average. Yeah. Or one of those giant Starbucks yeah. frappolata cappuccino-y yeah. things is like your whole day. Right. And um, recently when we were in China, I noticed that in the three years since I'd been there prior, I noticed that the Chinese in general compared to the three years prior seemed to be gaining weight. I mean, they weren't obese, but they were round around the middle. And I wondered if it's that Starbucks is on every corner. Oh my God, they're everywhere. They are everywhere in all the cities in China. And I'm wondering, you know, if if the Chinese who ate very little sugar, I mean, you can't even find hardly a dessert in sort of the ancient uh, cultural food pyramid. Certainly nothing you're going to write home about. <laughs> no. And, and but they like, do like like pastry puffy things. Yeah, but they're, they're not that sweet. They're, they're not, usually yeah. sweetened like bean paste. Yeah. And, and uh, and suddenly they're eating a lot of sugar. And so if people are really drinking Starbucks, and, and it is the Chinese that are in the Starbucks. We oh, into, yeah, it's packed. Um, we, we just noticed that it is having an impact on their weight gain. I think that they're going in the wrong direction. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, hey, don't do that. But no. They're... Anyway, so that's the sugar movie. Yeah. And the magic pill. And so both of those. Pill. And if you have any more suggestions, please let us know in the group. That'd be awesome if you have any of the yeah, great movies. suggestions you that's want. That's great. And uh, both are available on Netflix. So if you yeah. do Netflix. Hey, no one's done a slow carb movie yet. Let's talk a little bit about the slow oh, carb yeah, diet. yeah. That's we a great We did it for idea. a year and a half. And we were both, we kind of used each other for accountability and definitely experimented on different food choices. And it was kind of fun for a while. Yeah. So the slow carb diet is available, I mean, to read about it in a book called The 4-Hour Body by Tim Ferriss. And 
I'm not sure if he created it. Or I think he created the he, protocols for it, and but now it's kind of has its own life. Yeah. So if you uh, Google slow carb diet or slow carb diet based on four hour body, you will get just mountains of people who have really, really embraced it. And for me, it was like pretty radical because giving up all grains and potatoes, which I love, my favorite food of all time, and I uh, I gave it up. And then, but what was cool about the diet was one day a week, and I think we mentioned this on the earlier podcasts, one day a week, you could eat whatever you wanted. Yeah. We called it magic day. <laughs> magic day. And I, I, I ate whatever I wanted, which happened to be chocolate croissant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Definitely. I, w- I would eat like two or three in a day on my magic day and... Jay, I would have pizza eat? and pretzels yeah. and gluten. Pretzels, you love pretzels. We have an amazing bakery in town. And so I would go there and get one pretzel and uh, maybe a, a little pizza and all different things. And you could just have whatever you want. And that one day, you kind of built back your carbs and you brought up your stores of your, all the different energy. And, and you kind of reset your body, too. Yeah. So there's a, there is an advantage to doing it that way. And I do also think it helped. I think I mentioned this when we talked about it earlier in the podcast. Uh, it really helped me with my cravings. Yeah, I think it, me, too, because I do not crave pizza and gluten overall or rice or sugar. It's crazy. It's yeah. just, it's really crazy that I do not miss it at all. And my theory is that because my entire life, I'd never really given myself permission to eat those things. And by giving myself permission one day a week to eat whatever I wanted and com- feeling completely free about it, somehow I lost the um, emotional issues yeah, no more. It. Yeah, no more having to grab a pint of Ben and Jerry's every time something <laughs> dramatic happened or whatever. Well, actually, I feel so yucky after Magic yeah. Day. I stopped wanting Magic Day the, to come. Yeah. And so then and it says, you know, when you read about it, that you have to embrace the Magic Day. You don't want to skip it because that's part of that protocol. And I think that kind of was how we move on to the different way to eat, the clean eating, the ketogenic diet, because, you know, it was a learning curve on the slow on the slow carb diet. There's a learning curve on the ketogenic diet on any diet or any lifestyle change that you're going to make you have to kind of look at it as you know beginning the middle and then the lifestyle change and we're still learning and both of us you know like jay said we lost tons of weight and we but i think even more importantly we felt uh at least i feel this immense shift in energy uh what about you jay your moods energy moods brain fog all better definitely improved i wake up sharp and clear and I love that feeling. Uh, that to me is the most important thing. If I, you know, go to a restaurant and I get some funky food, sometimes you never know. And I, the next day I wake up and my eyes feel heavy. And I had lived like that for so many years. Yeah. And now I don't have that anymore. That motivates me to keep going. Yeah, I think so too. I think now after a couple of years of this, when you go out and you do, or you go to a party or someone brings something to your house, even though they know that you don't eat it, sometimes it gets in there and then you can tell right away. Even, I think, even before the next morning, for me, you know, you, you recognize these old these old ways. You're like, wow, I do not miss that. And that's when you know you have some kind of challenge. Yeah. Some kind of, your body's like, going, no, no. Yep. You're not supposed to have this because you don't feel well. So keto, you know, works for us, but, um, you not know. Not for and, everyone. Yeah, we're really into it and it requires a lot of work, uh, a lot of learning, 
a lot of monitoring, a lot of uh, being careful when you're out eating. So it's really not for everyone. So we we really stopped, you know, pushing it on anyone. Not that I ever did, but just really stopped talking too much about it and mostly we recommend slow carb to people who want to experiment definitely and you know there's tons of books out there and articles and podcasts so educate yourself find out what works for you no matter what you choose yeah and if you're that person with earth last and you just don't want to think about it get a coach get a keto coach or a slow carb coach or somebody who just helps you get going yeah i think that's really good or a vegetarian coach i mean you know there are lots of different ideas of how to eat out there and yeah, I you know I will say I don't like to talk about it too much with people who really don't have any idea what it's about. I will say it is not a great way to live on this kind of diet if you're not all in. You must commit to it. It's a lifestyle change. It's not a fad diet. Your body will not be happy if you keep going in and out of ketosis. Oh, we haven't explained that yet. Yeah, yeah. ketosis is what you're trying to achieve when you eat a keto diet, and that's the major difference. And it's between... not the ketoacidosis of diabetes. Right, right. It's actually a positive state. It means that your mind is uh, fueled by fat instead of carbohydrates, and it's a state that you work to get into, and you can come out of it. And when you come out of it, you feel logy and uh, like tired, and when you're in it, you feel really alert and really sharp. Um, sharp. And you're not hungry. And you're not as hungry. And you're making your own energy source by eating fat for fuel. Right. But the reason that we don't recommend it to people, because if you go in and out of it all the time, like, oh, I'm eating keto today and maybe tomorrow, but then I'm going to a party on Saturday, so I'm going to eat. I'm going to have a couple drinks. Yeah. It's not a great diet for people like that. No, it really actually is not. It's it's actually kind of dangerous. And like I said, if you read the book, uh, the Tim Ferriss book, he'll talk a little bit more. There's also videos on it. Um, different things. He talks about the ketogenic diet in the four-hour book. Yeah, he also does videos on it, and there's a lot of people, Dom D'Agostino, and there's just a whole, uh, just a whole cadre of different people who are on the keto diet or slow-carb or whatever they're on. So just take a look out there. And I think that if you really look into find an easier step than ketogenic diet, the slow-carb is a fantastic way to take that step or the clean eating. I loved it when I was on it. So, okay, so that, I let's. I think that's enough on keto, right? Sure. <laughs> you know, and I'll just give a couple quick tips on overall. Mm-hmm. Drink tons of water. Eat enough protein. Count your macros no matter what you do. Yeah. Count what you put into your body or at least monitor it. Yeah. And then if you're going to do something like the ketogenic diet, you have to get one of those little blood monitor kits. I yes. like the Keto Mojo. It's inexpensive. In yep, it's super easy to use. And you can actually test your blood with a little stick. You prick it and put the blood on it and test it in the monitor. And you can tell when you're in ketosis. Yeah. And uh, I'll also put in the show notes, we have a, a keto uh, Facebook group. And we don't do a lot in it yet. But if there's a lot of interest from the Inspired Actioneers, we could put uh, more in there. I started writing down a lot of the ideas that we found and through Jay's research, how, you know, how we designed what we're doing and in hopes that we can help other people because people who are really seriously interested in it, um, you know, it's very confusing in the beginning. Yeah, and you know, the health balance is not just about food. Look at your sleep. Look at your media consumption, your stress level. The people around you, what are their stress levels like? Mm. How are they, how's their 
you know, healthy food choices. What vitamins are you taking? Are you taking any? And of course, we didn't even touch on exercise and movement and meditation. Yeah. The whole mind, body, spirit. We're going to go to that next. So I encourage everyone to be inspired. Seek out the balance that works for you. Find someone to make the changes with. Oh, Get a gosh, partner, yeah. some kind of accountability partner. And find uh, what works for you, whether that's food, water, vitamins, exercise, movement, sleep, lower stress, education. I can go on and on and on and on and on. Woo, I love it. I could talk about it all day. For homework, you know, one of the things that people can look at is if they want to make a change in their diet, they could find an accountability partner. And all that means is someone that you're going to talk this through, check in on each other. Yeah, ask questions with each other. Yeah. Hey, what are you reading? I'm reading this. Yeah. What did you do on Magic Day? What did you, you know, or whatever you're doing. Yeah. It helps. It really helps. Especially if you have a partner who's not interested or children who are not interested or people who just don't want to make changes and you want to make changes. Yeah, so you have to ask a friend, um, you know. And nowadays, have... nowadays that friend can be anywhere in the world. Yeah, because we've got the Inspired Actioneers. Facebook group. That's so great. reach out and see if you can find someone who wants to do it with you. Yeah, I think that's a great place to end. So keep sending us questions to questions at Inspired Action Podcast. We read them all. Please, if you have a second to rate and review this podcast, you really do matter. You make a difference. The more people you hear about this little podcast, the better, the merrier we all get. And Lita, I just want to tell you, we have now listeners in Finland. Oh, yeah, I just <laughs> That's like, cool. we're climbing the charts in Finland. Welcome aboard. <laughs> yes. Um, so, yeah, so people are really listening and digging all over the world. So that's it for today. Thanks for listening. And we'll do the Health Palace again in next week. Yes. You've been listening to the Inspired Action Podcast and you've reached the end. Woohoo. Why not celebrate a little bit and click that subscribe button right there. We love having you with us on this journey and we want it to continue. You can also rate and review this podcast. And if you have already, thank you so much. We read all reviews and your reviews help other people find this podcast as well. You can also be a part of this podcast yourself by submitting a voice recording message and emailing it to us at Lita at InspiredActionPodcast.com or Jay at InspiredActionPodcast.com. And if you want, you can join our Facebook group or follow us on Instagram. Join us next week for another Inspired Action Conversation. And thank you for listening. Thanks for listening and remember to hug the dog. <laughs>